Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast, episode number 116. My name is Delton. I'll be your host this evening, as well as my lovely wife and yellow player, Haley. 116. I'm a grandmother. She's a grandmother. Uh, we are a podcast all about tabletop games, role-playing games, card games, dice games. Uh, uh, I missed one again. Board games. There we go. And Jesus. accidentally almost killing your husband. Yes. That's what we do on this podcast. But we also talk about uh, beer a lot. So we're going to go ahead and crack the first beer, get her poured, and uh, let you know what it is in a second. So, Delty, where did this beer come from? So this beer is one of the many beers uh, that were traded with Ben up in Ohio. We went to Cabin Con up in Ohio and got to meet with Ben, and then we finally got to meet his lovely wife, Jessie. She's so sweet. She really is. Oh, my goodness. We had such a fun time with them. We flew into Ohio on Thursday, picked up Tyler, did some other stuff, and then met with Ben and Jesse at a brewery there, went to a second brewery, went to a third brewery, and then finally we went back to the campgrounds while they went home. I stopped consuming alcohol about 10 minutes into the second brewery, so we had a DD because... I had a little too much to drink. But uh, it wasn't that I actually had that much. It was that it was high point beer. I didn't have a lot of food that day, and I'm a lightweight now because I don't drink often. As much as people are amazed by it, uh, the beers we drink on the podcast are close to the only beers we actually drink. Like, if we go out somewhere, maybe we'll have a beer. Sometimes we'll hit a brewery up and have one or two. But, it, like, I would say my average, like, my average monthly intake is one beer on the podcast, because we do half a beer, half a beer. And then, I don't know, so maybe add two or three at most to that. So, like, three to four beers a month at most. And so, Delty got a little too drinky drink. Whenever he gets drinky drink, he is the most fun. All he does is get really happy, really excited, and really loud, and apparently takes pictures of barrels in bathrooms. Yeah, I took a random picture. Uh, there's a place we went called Brick and Barrel, and uh, I had to go to the bathroom. So I get up, go into the bathroom, shut the door and lock it, and then I turn around, and there's just a barrel between the toilet and the sink. And it made me chuckle, and I took a picture. But the next couple days, when I looked through my photos and saw it, I was like, what is this? Why did I take this picture? And then it finally caught up to me, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm just an idiot. That's fine. <laughs> but yes, we traded some beers with Ben. We were supposed to do a six-pack beer swap. Uh, ben ended up giving us 12 beers, four of which I think were 16-ounce cans. And so next time, you know what we're going to have to do? What's that? We're going to have to double it again. So we're going to have to bring 24. Yeah, we're going to have to just go all out. And here's like 12 years later, like we're going to be rolling in barrels of beer across the airport floor. It's just IPA City. IPA City. <laughs> But yes, we had some great breweries. I'm trying to remember their names. It was uh, Noble Beast Brewing, and then we went to the really cute one with the couches and the... Has something to do with books. Uh, He's been asked, do we want to be relax relaxed or do we want to be frisky? And I was like, well... <laughs> I'm a relaxed uh, environment person. And uh, I, I could do either, but I knew we had a long day, so we chose the relaxed instead of the frisky place. I think it was Bookhouse. Bookhouse, that's right. It was Bookhouse, and then we went from there to Brick and Barrel. Where I met a fellow, fellow Dudas priest. Yes, and I got to have a fantastic, uh, it was a bourbon barrel aged maple stout. So good. Mm -hmm. It was a really good beer. But this is the first beer. Uh, all of the beers we got from Ben are only going to be drank, drunk. Consumed. consumed. There you go. <laughs> they are only going to be consumed on the podcast as the plan right now. So basically, he stocked us up for the next four or five episodes. I, we're stocked up for a while. 
Uh, so this is from Sibling Revelry Brewing, which I think we've had them before. Are they the same ones who did the lavender? They are, And yes. that IPA? The one that he said that Jesse really liked and he wasn't a fan of. Yes. And this is another. So, yes, this is from Sibling Revelry Brewing. Uh, it's an Augusta peach wheat ale with natural peach flavor. It says, this refreshing wheat beer was brewed with natural Georgia peach flavors, the perfectly drinkable complement to the greatest game of all time. The hops is Saz Hops, or Saz, however you pronounce it. Malt is Pilsner wheat, uh, Pilsner and wheat, and then additions are fresh peaches. It is a 4.8% alcohol by volume at a 30 IBU. And all of the lovely beers that we received from our friends have their own little tasting notes or fun facts. And this one says, remember that lavender beer Jesse liked? Some brewery with an equally polarizing beer, Jesse's Hearts. So I think this is Jesse's favorite. And spoiler alert, we are going to be talking about Ben's favorite too. We will. We will be talking about two very good beers. So this is this one. What's it called again? Augusta Peach. Augusta Peach. It's a wheat ale and it smells like a fresh peach. It doesn't even smell like it the trolley rings. It smells like a lot of peach. Like usually whenever you get a peach beer, it smells like the trolley rings. Like peach rings, yeah. Like peach rings. This smells like an actual peach. Like you have a pocket knife, you open mm-hmm. it up, and you're eating it on grandma's porch. It's a very hazy, very, very pale yellow color. It does. It smells a little bit tart, but it has that fresh peach smell to it. I'm drinking it. Go ahead and take a drink. It looks good. It's a little low alcohol at 4.4, so it should be nice. That's a peach fizzy drink. Oh my gosh. That is delicious. Like it still has the the feel of a beer. It doesn't taste oh, like a soda. Yeah. It doesn't taste like a seltzer, mm-hmm. but it's very much a peachy fizzy drink. It's got a really lightness to it. I expected more tart being a wheat, but I'm surprised how how little bit of tartness I'm getting from it. So Delta and I really aren't recording a lot tonight because we have another spoiler alert, some interviews for you to listen to this podcast episode from CabinCon 2022. And so we're like, okay, we need a beer that we can drink quickly for the first part so that way we can get to the second one. And by God, I'll be able to drink this one super quickly, a little too quickly. Good thing it's 4.3%. This is one of those beers that is a great intro beer to somebody. Like if somebody's like, beers are okay, I prefer seltzers, this is the middle ground. This is where they meet. You get peach flavor without the sweetness that tends to come along with it. And you get a tiny bit of tart and a little beer flavor, but it is. It's like a. It's like if you were drinking a peach soda, but just take all the sugar out and replace the sugar with like a little bit of beer. That's kind of what it gets. I don't know if that sounds good at all, but... It sure tastes good. This is a good, it's very hot, I need something light beer. I know Ben's not a fan. Uh, this is pretty good. I do like this more than the lavender beer, that lavender wit. Uh, but I do, I do like this. This is pretty good. It's a, it, this is a nice, easy drinking summer beer. I can't wait to have one of these in person with Jesse again. Oh, for sure. And so day one, we went to breweries. What did we do day two, Delty Poo? So day one, we went to breweries. Uh, day two, we woke up early and we went on our first hike. Uh, we hiked at a little area just to the south, I think, of where we were staying at Cabin Con. Uh, we did a four-mile hike. We knocked it out. Was it an hour and a half? Yep. It was an hour and a half, like on the nose. I think both of ours were, weren't they? Mm-hmm. We have a really good four-mile time. Now, I did record. Uh, honestly, I did not record a lot of gaming things, but I recorded us chatting about stuff, me and Haley. I recorded us on our hikes. I took some pictures of nature, things like that. Uh, I didn't take a lot of pictures of gamings cause w- or gaming time because when we were gaming and with friends, I didn't want to break away and start taking photos and videos and doing that because it was, honestly, it was just so enjoyable that I, these are people that I either, some I have never met in person until this trip. Some of them I've only met on this trip in 2019. Uh, and some of them I only see once, maybe twice a year. So when we were with them, I didn't really, 
you know, take photos and stuff like that. However, I did take photos, took some videos, and I'm going to be working on getting that out to our Patreon backers. So if you want to view that and kind of see us talk about things on hiking and talk about that kind of stuff. And see some pretty waterfall. And see some pretty waterfall. Uh, then go to patreon.com slash malthouse games and you can be a benefactor to us or of us, however you would use that word correctly, uh, for any level at all. If you just want to do a dollar, that is 100% fine. But that's how you get access to this video. It will be a Patreon exclusive. Which reminds me, thank you so much to our Patreon patrons, uh, which are Allison, Alan, Jesse, Catherine, Jennifer, and Cliff. Thank you all so much for supporting us on Patreon. We have a lot more people on Patreon that just don't support at the level in which they get shouted out on the podcast, such as Tyler, who we, uh, you will hear from in this episode. But who we value just as much. Exactly. So all the people on Patreon will be able to get access to this video. It's nothing crazy. I'm not going to go through a ton of time making it this beautiful edit and you know, I, I made it on my phone. I'm having fun, but hopefully it's enjoyable for all of you. Nature made a beautiful edit for us. Damn it. Exactly. But yeah, so we went hiking the first day, uh, which would be Friday morning of Cabin Con because we flew in Thursday. Uh, we went hiking that first morning and it was a beautiful hike. It was muddy because it had been raining, snowing, sleeting, weird stuff on us. But we both came prepared with our waterproof hiking boots. Uh, something we were expecting was probably some wet weather. And it was still, it was a gorgeous time. We made good time. It was a nice refresher because after drinking too much the night before, not having enough food, getting out and making my body work and doing a four-mile hike in an hour and a half really is something that I enjoy. And I feel like it gets my system going and it just makes me feel good to get out in nature and refresh. And then when we got back, we were still stinky and we were taken to Cleveland Vegan. Yes, we went to Cleveland Vegan. It's one of Alan's vegan restaurants. I guess one thing we didn't state that we should, that's in the Lakewood. Is that what it's called? Lake, Lakewood area? Kind of its own city within Cleveland. Um, our first day, whenever we flew in, we went to Lakewood, ate a little pizza at Mellow Mushroom, and then we saw Lake Erie for the first time. It was super eerie. It was. It's just a big, dark, cold lake. But it was neat because I'd never seen a great lake in person. So we drove up. We saw Lake Erie. Uh, then we picked up Tyler from the airport, uh, went to a grocery store, and then to the cabins. So then this time when we went to Cleveland Vegan, it was right by where we were in the Lakewood district, which is a really neat side of town. Uh, but we ate at Cleveland Vegan, which had really good vegan food. I had like a, uh, what was it? Um, Eggs Benedict and Hollandaise. I had a pancake that had peanut butter and then it had a coconut bacon, which was phenomenal. But the whole place is vegan. It was really delicious. And then Alan bought me a candy bar called, was it two thumbs up? Yes. Or a thumbs up. Uh, it's basically a completely vegan version of a Butterfinger, and hot damn, it's so good. I just now remembered about it because I'm so used to not. I'm going to have to order some of those from Amazon coming up soon, but absolutely delicious. You should look it up. It is a thumbs up candy bar. They have The same company has a bunch that are a take on the candy bars with a different name. Uh, they're a little more pricey, but it's because they're fully vegan, and I will do it. That Butterfinger was so good. And then after that, we went back to the cabin, took a shower, and played some games. We did. We played games with everyone, hung out with everyone. And I think it was that day. So Ben was only at the cabin on Friday. And so we, uh, on that Friday, we made sure to grab Ben and sit down with him and record a little bit, which uh, we have here for you to listen to. All right. Uh, we're here at Cabin Con in Ohio with... Mr. Ben Canellis that we've had on the podcast before. Oh, hi. So, so hi, glad ben. to be back. <laughs> back and in person. Uh, we, ha we decided we're going to tag people in this podcast uh, and hit up our friends and make them do recordings. So we kidnapped Ben yes. and brought him to the secret library. 
which we talked about in that episode. No, we talked about it in some episode when we talked about Last Cabin Con in 2019. Yes, and if you don't remember Ben, so Ben actually gave us our first review copy of any game mm-hmm. for our podcast. Which was Bitten. Which was Bitten. Yep. And he has since designed many wonderful, beautiful games, including Bitten and Three Laws of Robotics. And what is the mega game? Uh, shoot, I can't remember. Vampire the Masquerade. Vampire. Blood Feud. Blood Feud. There you Blood go. Blood Feud, yes. Yeah. The massive box it's that we massive. got to see at BTG Con <laughs> is so big. I was like, oh, no wonder this had a big Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Which is super cool, though. You'll get your money's worth if you backed it. For sure. Uh, yeah, so last night, for a quick backstory, I guess we did some video recording of this, uh, of our days, but uh, we met Ben and his wife at some breweries mm-hmm. in downtown Cleveland. Uh, ben, do you want to talk about some of the breweries real fast? Uh, I, we started out at uh, Noble Beast and mm-hmm. uh, enjoyed ourselves there. And then Haley and Dalton said they wanted something chill, so we went to a Bookhouse Brewery and continued yeah, there. Very and good. And we were thinking about wrapping it up, and the, the barkeep there was like, no, you should go to Brick and Barrel and have this specific beer. And then Dalton went there and had that specific beer. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, was feeling mighty... Mighty good at the end of the night. A little, a little too good. <laughs> this thing, so Ben gave us the option. He said, do you want to go to like a cozy bar or a frisky bar? Just think if we would have chose frisky, what would have happened? Well, we would have ended up at Goldhorn Brewery where they had pinballs and cornhole. Oh, ah. that, that yeah. was meant to be the surprise, but we, 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 we played a chill. <laughs> we played a chill. Well, I appreciate that. And we even did a little uh, beer exchange. So I've got a six-pack of wonderful, delicious <laughs> IPAs that I'm very excited yeah. from. Uh, and we've from... got uh, two six-packs. Some of them are 16-ounce cans. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> a random assortment of beers. So yeah, we got to get them back next time. Yeah. So you'll be hearing about those beers on the podcast at some point. For the next three months, really. But if we do, yeah, if we do those every month, it'll be the next three. But we'll probably make them last a little bit, for sure. But yeah, it was a super fun night. And now we're at Cabin Con. This has been the only night here. Yes. Sadly, on yes. Friday. Welcome. Well, good to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm making the most of my, my short amount of time that I've got. Which is good. Spending well, it Thank with you for friends. letting us pull you away. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to think of being, been trying to think of good questions for Ben, and Haley had, I think, just kind of like the perfect question. So what brings you back to CabinCon? What keeps you coming back every year? Oh, uh, CabinCon is fantastic. I I love I love conventions where I get to sit down and play a bunch of stuff that other people already know. right right i mean i mean i guess since i do a lot you know since i do 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 game design i i come to conventions with the express intent of i'm going to play new things as much as possible uh and i just know that people come here they bring a whole bunch of games that they're all hyped for so like i can experience all of the new hotness and uh, since I haven't really been doing any board gaming here for the past couple of years, like there's a lot of new hotness that I've mm-hmm. that I've met uh, that I've missed, and, and a lot of it's like sort of like lukewarm hotness at this point because yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then today though, even though there's all the hotness, you played a Glory to Rome. Yeah. Which, how was it? I love that game. I've never gotten to play it, so we're gonna have to try that this weekend. But uh, that's awesome because a lot of people, that's a Grail game. Well, really. I mean, I. It was my last, uh, air quotes here, acquisition before COVID mm. hit. I, I had played oh. it. I had played it with somebody else who had a, a bootleg copy. Okay. And I thought it was fantastic. And I was like, 
I, I'm interested in this game. How can I get it? And that's when I learned the story of the black box and all the stuff happening. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to put together my own bootleg copy. And I put together... Put together the whole thing, did all the friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost just as expensive as finding the, black, the black well, box. Well, copy. I mean, it's like time. You know, you know, it's, yeah. it's time and effort and, and and stuff like that. But you know, to 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 get a copy of myself, and then I had it all packed up, and then uh, then COVID hit, and so it's just been sitting uh, sitting in my uh, board game shelf, sort of like taunting me, looking sad. That stinks. Oh, uh, man. That's no good. But I got I got to play it here. Uh, it it was uh, it was really nice to dust that off, and it was just as great as I remembered it. And so I was like, yeah, I definitely made the right call of putting together my own kit for this. So yeah, something I've looked at doing. I just never know where to start. And, you know, just it's hard to figure out. But one of these days we should do that so we can actually play it and see what all the fuss is about. Because so many people are like, this is such a great game. You're just missing out. Just play it here. Play it here. I know. I need to do that this weekend. That's what <laughs> I was very glad that this this time for CabinCon we started on a Thursday through Sunday instead of Friday. Because me and Haley were talking earlier. And I was like, you know, yesterday was a big day. We traveled in. We went and met you guys for beers. We stayed up to like 1.30. Did a hike this morning. <laughs> and normally if this was Saturday, we'd be like, well, we have to go home tomorrow. And it would just feel bad. So it's nice having that whole extra day that we get to spend time and play games and just hang out. I'm very glad they did that. That way I can play Glory to Rome, and we brought some games we want to play, and Tyler brought one that uh, I think we're going to play tomorrow. So and yeah, more it time sounds... to be with friends. I'm, I'm going to be missing out. So sad. I know. Oh, <laughs> you can always come early in the morning and then really late at night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's no, going to happen. That sounds like a, a bad time. Yeah, it sounds like a bad time. But... Yeah. I'm glad you guys made it. I know. We are, yes, too. It's very fun. Too. What brings you back to Cabin Con? Oh, my goodness. Friends. Friends. Friends is the big one. Being able to sit and play with friends and talk to friends. And, you know, a lot of the larger conventions, like, we get to see each other. Mm-hmm. But it's, sometimes it's in passing or mm-hmm. somebody's working or having to coordinate schedules. It's really busy. But things like Cabin Con, where we can sit and we can have a beer. Or we can sit we can play some games. And there's not this pressure to sell. There's not this pressure to market. It's just this pressure to just be. Yeah. And that's what I really mm-hmm. enjoy. And if you're listening and it sounds awesome, you should probably come next year because we're always <laughs> yeah. looking for more friends at it, Camp Con. It's just so chill. I mean, it's like, you know, you have to bring your own bedding. You have to bring your own towels. Like, it's it's very bare bones, but they just provide a structure and location for everyone to spend time together. And, mm-hmm. like, even if the, uh, even if, like, sleeping here isn't, it's not a five-star hotel, but that's not why we come. You know, we can do that. At How any often other do you convention? go to a gaming convention and sleep great, anyways? Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, we're always you know, up too late. You're up too late, yeah. and then you're crashing, and the people are making noise, and someone's got to get up early for some event that they signed up for. Yeah, so, it's a disaster. Yeah, it's all. It's always mm-hmm. a mess, though. But CabinCon's fun. We're glad we got to come back and just see all our friends and hang out, and uh, yeah, it's definitely one that we're going to try to do super often. Oh, for sure. Who we got? Hello. Hello. Come on. No, no, we're just recording no, the thing in. for no, a come minute. No, come on. No, come here. Good. Come on. You can join in. Join in. This is Melissa. This is she's the she is the big fan of Glory to Rome that I play Glory to Rome. Yeah. He was just talking about Glory to Rome. Come have a seat. So <laughs> Melissa. I hate my voice. <laughs> you won't hear it unless you want to. Other people will. Yeah. I have a face for radio. <laughs> That's why we voice do a podcast. For it too. <laughs> right. Don't have a voice for it. That's what it's all about. Podcasts. And so you are from Ohio. Yeah. Right? So what brings you to CabinCon every year? So long story medium. I'll shorten it. I'll cut the brief versions down. So like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, my husband and I got married and he was from far away and we didn't have any friends. And so 
we were sad and we're like, oh, and so um, we were looking for something to make friends. And uh, my husband had gone previously to buy a board game, um, Cosmic Encounter, and he bought it at a game store. And he's like, oh, they have this weird flyer. They have like a game group that meets, you know, uh, do, do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know. Is it going to be a bunch of nerds? He goes, well, probably, it's but like, yes. like <laughs> we play these games. I think we're a bunch of nerds. I said, okay, so we went um, to the first one, and it was fine. It was weird because I didn't know anyone. And then I went to the second one, and it was more fine. And then I went to all of them for the next two years. And they invited us to our first retreat weekend, which I'm like, and you sit around and play board games for like three days. And like, yeah, I'm like, all right, I'll go. And so I showed up. I think I'd already met Alan at that point, but not like, wasn't like entrenched in the Tuesday Night Games world. And then after this, we started going to Tuesday nights. And then after the first one, the first one was still, I think it's one of those things where a memory is on a platform and nothing can reach it because the first one is still like my favorite because we had like an outdoor zombie war. And we had some, wow. some LARPing. And so like we, there were teams and you had to collect resources from all over the camp. And then um, it got down to it and it was like a, it was like eight people at the end, like this battle royale to get on the helicopter. And it was just... Like, best weekend of my life. And so now I come to all of them because the first one was so much fun. And they've all been very fun, but that first one was just, like, yeah. best best weekend ever. So you've been coming <laughs> for 10 years, you said, to the I think so. My son is six, and I went for maybe nine years, eight, years, nine, eight nine. It's been a long time. Long time. It's cool. two, obviously, with the pandemic, but mm-hmm. yes. And so what are you most looking forward to this weekend? Because you just got in a few hours ago. I did. And I already played Glory to Rome. Yeah. So I could just go home at this point. I could go home. I'd be fine. Um, I really like playing board games with people that I like. I'm not super into meeting new people unless they are really well vouched for. Like anyone that Alan brings in, I'm pretty sure is like not creepy. But... <laughs> I always, like, I don't know, I just don't meet new people well. Mm-hmm. So, for me, as much as I'm like, oh, there's going to be all these people, it's going to be fun, I kind of just want to play games. And not heavy games, because everyone's like, we're going to play this game, it's going to be four hours, it's going to be great. I'm like, I would rather not do that. Um, I was going to say die, but that sounds dramatic. So, I'm looking forward <laughs> to playing some games that I've already, I already know, playing some new games that aren't too heavy, and then seeing people that I haven't seen in a few years. Awesome. It's been a while. Yep. Yeah. Plus the camaraderie, and then yes. plus just being able to play together, and like that's yes. the whole—that's the whole point of the con. It's the whole point. Yeah. And my husband recently told me, I, that like we, you know, like I said, we wanted to find friends. We went to a boga. We went to every boga for like years, and he's like, I don't think I like to play board games. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? He's like, oh. I, he's like I, I just I enjoy them like as a group activity because like I always buy two player games, and I'm like. Let's play games. Like, or we could just like watch TV. I'm like, or, or we could play a game. And he goes, let's just watch TV. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so like, I'm like, is it me? He goes, I don't think I like to play board games. I just like to like do it as an activity because you can mm-hmm. hang out with people and not have to come up with original ideas. <laughs> like, you just talk about the game and it's fine. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's disappointing because I actually really enjoy playing games. So you get your fix like this Alan. whole weekend. Yes. <laughs> the problem is, it's not a fix. It's like 
now I just want to play more. Like, I haven't played a lot. I've been playing one game a bunch of times and nothing else. But now I'm going to be here. I'm going to go home and be like, hey, I played this great new game. We should buy it. We should buy this game. We should play this game. And I'll buy them all and I'll bring them home and we won't play them because, as previously mentioned, he doesn't like playing board games, right? <laughs> like, do you see ben, I, Ben's face when I said it? He's like, what? I, I would never have expected him to say that. Me neither. Because I have seen him play board games. Yeah. <laughs> and they're heavy. They're like eight to ten hour yeah, board games. I, yeah, lots like, of hard. Yes. Yeah, it's I not. Like, I like to play board games. What <laughs> are you? Are you? He's also like what a Twilight Struggle number one. Guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, okay. The day after Thanksgiving, a couple of years in a row, we're in Chicago with my cousin, and they have a third friend come over, and they're like, okay, we'll keep the kids out of here today, today, because they play one round of like Twilight Struggle or one of those eight-hour board games. I'm like, <laughs> but you don't like board games. I think I think he likes board. And you also you don't like like he knows Ryan, but he doesn't know the other guy, so it's not like he wants to hang out with this stranger from Chicago. Like, I, yeah. no. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. And so what about your, your little one? Are they getting into the hobby? So I have two kids. The three-year-old's a little bit young. Mm-hmm. Um, they play like to play Uno. The six-and-a-half-year-old likes to play board games in theory, but it's a very short attention span. So we can get through one round. He loves Sushi Go. Okay. We can get through one round of Sushi Go, and he pays attention. The next round, he's just like, that card's purple. This card's green. I'm picking my nose like any other child. And I'm like, okay, well, stop touching my cards. Go watch your game. <laughs> <laughs> Go somewhere else. <laughs> oh, that's how you know when you're a board gamer, right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. He likes to play. It's just kind of hard at that age. I'm hoping he gets older, longer attention span. More right. He's very smart, just not, not the attention span. Yeah. yeah. No, that one's seven. Oh, that one's seven. Seven-year-old's one, or six and a half. He picks his nose all the time. <laughs> Please stop touching my things. So I have a five-year-old niece, and we've been mm-hmm. trying to get her into playing games. We did an episode a while back about like scaling games and like making them feel like they're playing right. when, mm-hmm. when you're not screwing up your game too. Mm-hmm. And so we just call her the wild card. So anytime we have a draft, like a dice drafting game, mm-hmm. like Sagrada, just Lakin's the wild card. When it's her turn, she knows she has to pick dice and like it's going to yep. screw up your entire strategy, but mm-hmm. it makes it fun. Yep. That's a good time. It is. The Lakin expansion for every game. For yes. Every game. She's actually surprisingly <laughs> good at the fuzzies. Yes, you know, she the has the great dexterity. Oh, she's so good at the fuzz, but we make and her use the tweezers because of, you know, boogery sticky kid hands. So Always sticky. Always. Yeah, always sticky. We never use tweezers, it's great. She's won nice buns twice. Like, we don't, yeah. we don't like, be mean to her. Like, we don't attack her and take her buns, but still, she's won on her own twice. Mm-hmm. She's making a hamburger. The yellow making... ones are the buns, the green ones are the lettuce. And somehow she wins that game. I don't get it. She's either a genius, or we're all very bad at the game. I don't know which side. I think they'll just salty because like he loses to his niece. No. Okay. He loses here a bunch. I've lost every game I've played. I think I well, I was second place to Tyler in the last game. You were the the horse racing. But you, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, that's a point. <laughs> It's bad. I lose a lot. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm like, I'll buy a new game for me and Haley. And I'm like, oh, we've got this game. It's going to take us three hours. It's about blah, blah, blah. And we get down and we play it. And halfway through, I'm like, wow, I've really lost. That's I, how I've gotten to experience the, the that, that Delton arc uh, a number of times today. <laughs> Just like uh-huh. He sits down. He's got that high energy by mid-game. I see like a little look of worry on his face. And the final couple turns, like Delton's like, hmm. <laughs> like, I need to change my strategy. It's like the game's over. The game's over. It's, uh, we need to play Seven Wonders at oh, some yeah. point. We talked about that. But Seven Wonders is that way. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. I got a plan. We're going here. 
And, oh, military's looking pretty good. I should probably cut them off. I'm going to keep doing this. And then halfway through the game, it's like second phase. I'm like, okay, doing decent second age, couple free cards, and third age comes around. I was like, I can't afford any of this. What did I do? And then it just crumbles, and it's always bad. I don't know what it is. It's not always it's fun in games when you're playing Seven Wonders. It's not always fun in games. <laughs> it's a curse, but it's fine. I have um, first player. I always, I almost always win a game the first time I play it. I won Seven oh. Wonders. I won Glory to Rome. First time I play it, I'm like, this game is amazing. This game is so easy. And so I'm like, let's play it again. And I lose every other time. <laughs> I'm like, what was I doing the first time? I had no idea. I was just like, I don't know. And I win. And so I'm like, I can totally with the strategy. I lose. So I have unrealistic expectations of how often I win board. <laughs> the first time, every time. Then nothing. You just think on your feet really well. <laughs> I guess so. I guess maybe people, I don't, let's say with chess. I win chess all the time. Do you know why? Because I don't know how to play. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, know I know how they move, but yeah. like, people are like, why'd you do that? I'm like, oh, we don't, we'll never know, will we? I don't know. Intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've been studying things. the Russian games from the 40s. Like, <laughs> That's exactly what's strategies. happening here. Mm -hmm. Of course he goes L. <laughs> <laughs> That's like quote of the day right now. You know how to play this game? Horsey goes L. I want that on a shirt. Everything else makes sense, but the horsey goes L does not make sense. That was so good. I tell myself. That's so good. I think we just found the catchphrase of Malt Halsey's first sticker. The horsey goes L. little credit. You can make a shirt with that. Yeah. You can make a shirt with that. Well, I guess we can wrap up the recording and get back to gaming before we eat up all of Ben's time and Melissa's time. Everybody's time. We may not always win our games, but we're all winners at Cabin Con because we're with our friends. I hope so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, ben, if people want to find your games and stuff and your projects. Uh, I'm actually w uh, working with a video game company at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're called uh, Rustbit Studio. Uh, we have a game on Steam, a free demo. It's called The Grip of Madness. So if you're a fan of the game The Mansion of Madness or Among Us, or something like that. It is a first-person shooter game where you're trying to complete a ritual to stop invaders uh, coming into your dimension. Uh, but at some point, someone's going to get possessed and get some special traitor powers to kill off the rest of the players. So uh, that's where they can find me. That's, uh, that's my current thing. Nice. Is there social media they need to follow or anything like that? Uh, it's or? Rustbit. Just Rustbit. Yep, Rustbit. Like nice. the Rust Belt, but we're uh, okay, yeah. doing uh, nice. We're doing programming here out in the out in the Midwest. So yep, follow me there uh, and on all platforms. Yeah, <laughs> BK Games, right? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, B, I'm BK Games at uh, on Twitter on Twitter and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I'm not a great tweeter, so <laughs> that's okay. okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's for the birds. Ah. 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 I thought that was pretty good. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I'm going to cut it there. So I, I used to want to be on this podcast. <laughs> You're like, you know what? Two times is enough. It's one Tap too many. It out. Yeah. So while you guys were listening to that, Delton asked me, should we go ahead and finish this beer so we can start the second one? And I was like, I already finished it. It's gone. It was delicious. Haley drank it really fast. Uh, yeah, Ben, when you listen to this, this Augusta Peach... It's a, it's a really good beer. It is a really good beer. We're on Jesse's side. Yeah, it's very light, but I, I like it. It's a nice, refreshing, easy drink. Also, I am so glad we got a cameo appearance from Melissa. Spoiler alert again. We, we come back to Melissa later in this story. We do. We'll come back to her later. But first, another beer. So the second beer that we're drinking, uh, which is one that 
uh, been recommended to us and or gave to us and then posted on the Discord about it and said thinking of you guys and I was like oh that looks you know that's a that's a beer there at Top Golf that seems fun and then I look and it's actually one of the beers he sent. Sorry, I'm rolling the can. It says, don't freak out. Sediment, uh, don't freak out. Sediment and what you can do about it. And it tells you to roll the can or pour it, but leave some behind. I'm not wasting my sediment. Also, you gave yourself more of that peach beer, so I expect a little bit more of this beer. I mean, this is a 16-ounce can, so... I'm gonna watch you. So this is the New Orthodox IPA Series M43. It's a New England IPA, 6.8 alcohol by volume, an IBU of 65. This is one pint. Isn't one pint 16 ounces? Am I correct? Yes, that is correct. This says the malt are pills, wheat, and oat. Uh, The boil hops are Calypso, Amarillo, and Citra. And the dry hop is Citra, Amarillo, and Simcoe. Ah, keep cold, drink fresh. I'm looking for any other big descriptors. Haze is good. There you go. Uh, Yes, because the New England style IPAs tend to be hazy IPAs. Let's crack into this and hope I didn't shake it up too much to move the sediment around. I tried to be gentle. Yeah. That's what she said. Beer me, baby. It has a gorgeous color to it. It's got a great head retention. And there is sediment. You might not have heard it, but Delton said, I can finish her off when it comes to the beer. Again, that's what she said. Thank you. Uh, So, yeah, this beer, it is a very hazy. I can see the sediment inside. A very bright, like electric yellow when you hold it up to the light. Uh, It has a very good head retention on it. Oh, you just get punched in the face with delicious smelling hops. Uh, Not overpowering with the citra. This is going to be my kind of beer, man. I can tell that they've got some balancing hops in there, which is great. All right, give it a taste, Haley. Give it a taste. It looks very good. Mm. Haley's trying it. Wow. That's a really balanced IPA. Like, I feel like you have the oh man, the bitter and the beauty and the citrus the whole way through. Because oftentimes, whenever you have a drink of an IPA, you might get bitter up front and nothing in the back. Or it tastes really smooth, and then you're like, bitter aftertaste. This is just a very smooth, citrusy, yet a little bit bitter beer. I, I've had a lot of beers. I can always tell Citra Hop. I don't know the difference in Calypso, Amarillo, and Simcoe. I just, I, I haven't homebrewed enough or had beers that are only those hops to start to get them. But this has, you know, Citra hits you in the face with that very like tangerine kind of grapefruity. Um, this is much, much more toned down. It's more of an all around citrus. And I think that the oat that's in the grain bill, because it's got pills, malt, wheat, and oat. And I bet the oat that's in the grain bill really adds a bit of smoothness and a bit of uh, texture to it, but it's a surprisingly smooth beer. And so according to Ben, this is it. Dot, dot, dot. The greatest beer of all time. I had it in Michigan and am thrilled to have found it for you. Thank you, Ben. This is very kind of you. Thank you, Ben and Jesse, for these wonderful beers. I look forward to trying all of them in the next four episodes. Yeah, this is really, really good. Um, let me see where this is from. So it's old. It's from Old Nation Brewing Company. Uh, it says New Orthodox IPA Series, but it's from Old Nation Brewing Company, which is out of Williamston, Michigan. Please drink responsibly. Yeah, I'm. This is uh, this is a phenomenally balanced, very good IPA. I like that a lot. And so, on day two, was it? Yeah, so, day two. So after talking to Ben and Melissa, after talking to Ben and Melissa, that's when we got ready to do this house is haunted. And when I almost killed my husband. Yes. You, you just thought I was being a goober at the beginning, but no, this is a podcast about how you can almost kill your husband. So we've talked about This House is Haunted before on episodes about scary games and stuff like that. Uh, I've never gotten to play it. It's a game you can get on GameCrafter.com, and it's a game about, essentially, you're all working together, 
and you're trying to go to different rooms in whatever house you're in, or in our case, a giant cabin. Uh, you're going to different rooms, and there's a deck of cards. You take the top card, you read it, and it's either a haunt or something special, or it's good points or bad points, essentially. Uh, there's some other extra details to the game, but you're trying to have more good points than bad points at the end, and there is a chance for you to become a bad person or on the bad team, which then means you want bad points. So, uh, in the game, the, there are things called haunts. Now, haunts are when you're in the room, when you go to one of the rooms designated and you draw a card off the top of the deck, that card has a haunt, and that means you stay in the room as a ghost and you do something. And depending on if someone is sent to that room that you're haunting, depending on their reaction to whatever you're supposed to do, it can either free you from the haunt and let you come back, or it traps them with you where there's more than one person haunting that room. Now, to set the mood for this game, all the lights are off. You're walking in the dark or using the screen illumination from your phone. I cheated and used the flashlight on my phone in the basement because it is pitch black and there's stuff everywhere in that room. I did not want to trip. Like, okay, so this cabin is like, I don't know, at least, at the very least, this is 80, 90 years old. Yeah. The whole campsite's been there since the 1860s, but this cabin is at least 90 years old, as evidenced by artifacts I will tell you about later. Spoiler alert for the fourth time. Yep. So it's a giant, giant cabin, right? You have the big open room in the front, then you have a kitchen, and then behind the kitchen you have, like, the coolers, then you have rooms behind that, and then another section of rooms behind that, and then two big rooms in the end that have fireplaces and stuff. Then, off the kitchen the other way, you can go outside into the storage room, or you can go further outside, down the stairs, into a basement that opens into another basement that has another room, and even further back into the murder room, is what we called it, because it's all the way in the end of the basement by itself. And you have to walk past an old wheelchair, a bunch of old instruments, yep. some Halloween decorations from the 50s, yep. some old files of biology textbooks and notes from like 1940s, a whole trunk of shit, and just like a, the most random eclectic array of mannequin body parts and other things that really shouldn't be in a cabin in the woods. Yes, it's very, very spooky. But basically, you're in all these places, right? Oh, I guess that's not to mention in the cabin that you have the other stairs that go to the outdoor library or down the stairs to the rec room and then through a door into the phone booth and bathrooms. So it's massive. But we had locations all over with a deck of cards. Uh, and th that deck of cards is where you had to get the cards, whatever. So everybody gets sent to these rooms, right? We're playing. It's spooky. It's a game where uh, it's very much you have to embrace the spookiness, embrace the eeriness, embrace the way you play, and don't spoil it for other people. Don't be laughing and giggling and things like that. Try to, you know, play along. I was really good at playing along because I was legitimately terrified the entire game. Yes, it is a very scary game. But uh, at one point, I get sent down to the phone booth, which is in the rec room. So let me tell the story before that. Go ahead. So we're about to play this game. And Melissa says, nothing can scare me. And I was like, all right, I get you. She says, nothing can scare me. I am not easily scared. I'm like, I'm the opposite. I'm scared of everything. I'm scared right now. We haven't even started the game. We're just talking about it. And so I get sent down first to the library outside. So I go to the library outside. Do, 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 do. I go draw my card and it's a haunt. So the haunt says I have to wait in the room and I have to wait for the next person to come in and I have to scare them. If I successfully scare them, then the curse's haunt is broken and we both get to leave. If it's if I don't successfully scare them, then they're both then they're stuck haunting the room with me. And so I get that card, I hide under the desk, and I wait, and I wait, and I scroll Twitter because I'm waiting, and I wait, and suddenly somebody comes in. I hear them open the door, close the door. 
I hear them come around the side, and I jump out, and I give out this blood-curdling scream. And Melissa goes, hello, Haley. Like, damn it! I tried so hard to scare her. And she goes, well, I, I kind of jumped a little, so we'll count that as, as I got scared. I said, okay, fine, because I was really... I didn't want to wait in the spooky library anymore. Right. And so, we go back. I'm finally freed of my curse. We go back to the room. They say, okay, Haley, I want you to go to the phone booth. The phone booth, it is down in the basement through, like, two different doors. Well, it's not the basement. It's the, the rec room. The rec room. We have to go, like, downstairs. You do. A lot. Um, so it is a kind of basement-ish area. So I go down there. I go to the phone booth, and it says, it's basically the same card, except now I'm a zombie. And it says, you have to hide and scare somebody. If you scare them successfully, the curse is broken. You get to go home. If not, then you're both stuck down there. So I'm like, okay, well, last time, I think people are, like, waiting for a scream. Just like Melissa was. She was waiting to be scared. It's like, okay, well, it's pitch black. All you can see of others is maybe a silhouette. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit in the middle of the room in a chair. And I'm just going to wait for somebody to walk by me, see me out of the corner of their eye, and just, like, jump. You know, like, you see someone, and you, like, jump. Like, okay, that'll, yeah. that'll scare them. They're not going to expect that. And so somebody comes down. I'm sitting in this chair. My head's kind of cocked. But I, my hoodie is over my eyeballs. And they walk by me, and they walk back out. Okay, fine. So then, about 10 minutes later, I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here waiting. I really don't like sitting with, like, empty space behind my back. So I'm going to sit against the wall. And I'm going to wait for somebody to come by. I see another figure come in, walk right by me. And in my head, I'm like, there is no way I'm going to sit here for another 20 minutes alone in this spooky room. And so they start to come by me again. And I just jump out and I scream. I see this figure. I see their legs go up. I see their body go back, their head go back. I see their phone shoot across the room into the brick wall because their, their light is on. And they just go, boom, and I hear thud. And then I hear them scream, and I run up to them. I think, ha-ha, I scared them. But then Delton is not moving. <laughs> yes. So I come down the stairs to this spooky-ass room, and I go to the phone booth room, which has a door with a window. There's no window. So I peeked through, thinking, it's a good spot to scare someone, is pop your head up through that window when they're going to open the door. be perfect. But uh, go through, get my card, trying to read it. So Alan had a drum. He would hit it just boom, boom, boom. Boom, super, super loud. So everyone that was uh, in these rooms could hear it. And if you weren't haunting the room, that was your signal. Hey, come back. You've got about a minute, minute and a half to get back to the room. And then we're going to start the next session of, you know, figuring out cards and sending it people to other rooms. I hear that. So I'm like, okay, I can't really read my card right here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep moving. So I leave out of the little phone booth room and I'm in the rec room walking toward the stairs. I'm looking at the, the card in my hand using the screen of my phone to try to read it. And so I'm like hunched forward trying to read and walking forward. I just hear this scream and it startles me so badly that I throw my phone forward about 20 feet into the wall, 20, 25 feet, hit the wall. I yell because I freaking shit my pants. And then I hit the ground with my hip and elbow. And then I smack the back of my head on the ground hard enough to throw my glasses off of my head. But here's the thing. Delton was saved. I had my life saved in that moment because I hit the ground hard. And I mean hard. If you see the size of my head, I am not, I don't have a small head. I'm not a small guy. That was painful. Y'all wonder why we don't want kids. I don't want that head. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I hit the ground. The glasses came off and I just reached back and picked my head up off the ground with my hand a little and kind of was like, oh. And I, at the moment when I hit the ground, I was like, oh, you got me. Like I said something (laughs) audibly, right? 
I never blacked out, thank goodness. Never never saw stars, never got nauseous. I just had a headache for like three hours. But because here's the thing that saved me is I had a beanie on. And you know what a beanie does when you have any kind of hair under there? It kind of squishes it down a little bit toward the back of your head instead of up high, right? Well, the only thing that saved me from truly cracking my skull on the concrete was the fact that under that beanie, I had my man bun in the perfect spot to where my man bun is what made contact with the concrete. If it wasn't for that, I either would have been bleeding or I would have had a concussion. Like, I hit hard. I'm surprised it didn't harm me more than just a headache for like two, three hours. But it would have been very bad had I hit without that man bun and beanie on. So I almost killed my husband, but my my efforts were squashed by a man bun. Man buns save lives, okay? <laughs> they save lives. <laughs> if, okay, next Malt House game shirt. So we're going to do the, the Horsey Goes L. Yes, Melissa's line about Horsey Goes L from Horse- that last segment was amazing. Horsey Goes L and Man Bun Saves Lives. Man Buns Save Lives. What I want to do, and nobody steal my idea, please, <laughs> I want to do a sticker or a t-shirt or it just has a man bun and uh, within the, like, I don't know how you could do it, but something to do with a man bun and like a natural 20. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> I, I did. I rolled a death save and <laughs> I survived hitting the con i mean i'm talking it hurt and it was so bad i thought i killed him guys i literally yeah, thought i killed him <laughs> it was so bad that uh up until a couple days ago and even a little bit remnants is like i have whiplash to the point that whole picking my head up off the pillow physically hurt my neck my neck was sore to the touch it was sore to lift my head to like tilt it too much one way or the other so i legit gave myself whiplash i fell so hard and i was so tense in that moment and then rewind to 20 minutes before that so we're all standing in the room waiting for our next assignment. And Alan's like reading cards and prompts to kind of get us in the spooky mood. And he reads off one. What are you most afraid of? Or who are you most afraid of? Yes. Yep. Who are you most afraid of? And he goes around the room and asks us, who are we most afraid of? It gets to Delton. And who do you answer? I said, I can't think of anybody. Lies. And now it's my wife. It's his my wife. My wife is who I'm most afraid of. And my man bun is my shield. <laughs> so everything's fine. But yes. Uh. My only complaint with this house was haunted. Let's take out the jump scares, please. <laughs> I would be fine if Haley was creepily chanting in the corner and I had to do something or, you know, she's trying to do some like incantation in the middle. And so I, anything creepy, I'm in. But jump scares have always, I've never liked them. But I just, after that moment, I was kind of sore, head hurt. Haley was, you know, I started under, to cry. understandably emotional. I texted Alan. I was like, Delton fell. Everything's okay. And he like him running down there. You just heard footsteps sprinting. And I was holding Delton crying because like the adrenaline like went up like, oh my God, I have to save him. Then he got up and was functioning. And then like my adrenaline went down, like the reality of the situation hit. Like tears start streaming down my face. Like, oh my God, almost cashed in on a life insurance policy. I do not want. Yeah. And then uh, Alan was telling me, you idiot. Why'd you fall like that? (laughs) After I was like, no, I'm fine. Everything's okay. Uh, I'm all good. Everything was fine. But um, yeah, that was super startling. And then, yeah, once once we got to the room and Haley started to breathe a little bit, we were like, we're, we're going to step out. We're going to stop. You know, it's it's a little much now. So we went and t- took a walk to get some fresh air. And my adrenaline tanked at that point and the anxiety from the game, everything wore off and I got so tired. So we went and took a shower and then relaxed after that. I was done. I ate my Cleveland vegan brownie and put my sticker Robin gave me on my laptop. And that was a night. That's true. But that was the Friday night. Saturday morning, we woke up, went on a hike. Yeah, because we still got two days left, guys. We do. Saturday morning, we woke up, went on a hike at Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. How's it pronounced? Cuyahoga. Uh, nobody knows. Cuyahoga. Nobody knows. Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga National Cuyahoga. Park. Stop it. 
Uh, which reminds me, we have lied to you listeners. Yes, so we would like to put out a statement of regret and remorse. We apologize for our error. It will never happen again. Because... Yeah, we realized that uh, Crater Lake is a national park. <laughs> yes. The so we have been to a national park. So this was our second national park. Thank you, Jennifer, for pointing out our error because yeah. we're a bunch of dumb butts. I mean, I guess it makes sense that's a national park, but at the same time, it just never registered in my brain that that's a national park. But anyway, we went hiking at Cuyahoga National Park. Uh, Melissa joined us for the hike. We did another four miles and about an hour and a half on the dot. And Melissa was so much fun to hike with. She was. It was still muddy. Uh, and the inclines in that hike were pretty brutal, but we got to see Brandywine Falls, which is like a famous little uh, waterfall, and it was nice. It was a very nice hike. It was a nice day, pretty morning. It was nice and chilly. Had to have gloves on both times, uh, but we really enjoyed that hike as well. Uh, after that hike, we came back and really just sat around, chatted, played some games. We got to try Tyler's prototype about jellyfish taking over the world. And guys, okay, if there's any publishers listening, you need to contact Tyler Brown because this is a fantastic game. He has been working so hard on it for the last couple of years, and we got to interview him about it, too. Saturday, we played games, but Saturday night, it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> Saturday night is when we got to play Werewolf in the Dark, which we talked about. We've talked about that several times. Um, I can't think of what we called it last time, if it was Werewolf in the Dark or not. I think it was. The last time we recorded mm -hmm. on Cabin Con, I think we did call it Werewolf in the Dark. Okay, because that's what Alan was calling it. Well, Alan had created some new roles for it just to spice it up a bit. But we played Werewolf in the Dark for several hours again, had an amazing time sneaking around, trying to scare people and be spooky, and you know, all the lights are off, and you're dragging furniture, and you're doing all kinds of crap. But the problem with furniture is sometimes it gets in the way. As evidenced by Alan running into a chair in the middle of the game. In the middle of the floor, running into the chair, and be like, who put the chair here? And he scoots it over. So, so here's set the scene. So we're setting the scene. So, all right, so Delty goes in a room. And he hides in the quarter. No, no, no. Alan goes in the room first. Oh, Alan goes in first. Yeah. Then Delty goes in. Then I go in. I sneak over and I hide on the bookshelf. Apparently, Alan doesn't see me. So what happens is, uh, Alan... No, I was already in there. Where, yeah, you were oh, in so, there. Okay. Restart. <laughs> rewind. Did you like my rewind? It was weird. <laughs> just, just go. Just okay. go. So rewind. So I run in a room. I hide. Delton runs in the room. Goes to the other corner. He sees me. Eye contact. I don't see Alan. He runs in. I hear, who put a chair in the middle of the floor? Who put a chair here? <laughs> Alan has run into a chair. He has bruised up, skinned up, like broken his legs, like a like a baby deer in an electric fence, just like tangled up in a chair in the middle of the room. Yep. Scoots it to the left. And so I'm hiding. He sees Delton. And so we're playing Werewolf in the Dark. And of course, with Werewolf in the Dark, somebody is the werewolf. If they tag you, you are dead. And so Alan comes in. He looks at Delton and goes, hello, Delton. And it looks like he's coming really quick, in my perspective, looks like he's coming really quickly towards Delton. Now, he was not the werewolf, but this is what my brain thought. He's coming really quickly towards Delton. I stand up, start running. He stops, says he's not the werewolf. And I don't believe him. I take off running, which is against the rules, and I learned this the hard way. I take off running, run around the tables, run exactly into the same chair, yep. tangle up my legs like a baby deer in an electric fence. And I still have the bruise and the bloody marks on my legs from tangling up in that god yeah. dang chair. Her and Alan both <laughs> ran into the same chair, Haley after Alan, and then when we're walking back to Sanctuary once somebody called dead body, uh, they're both limping but on opposite legs. And so they just, it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> I laughed so hard. But I really thought he was the werewolf as he came well, to Well, because he was like, hey, Delton, <laughs> and then started walking toward me. And I was like, don't do it. 
And then I, I jumped a ch- I jumped a chair and nearly knocked the chair over with me jumping and I just it. Start running. I guess I scare Alan because he doesn't know I'm hiding in there. Yeah, it's just like, geez, what's happening? But uh, Werewolf in the Dark was a great time, absolutely phenomenal time. Again, it's it's definitely like the highlight moment. We stay up way too late doing it, get very sweaty, so we had to go shower again. Uh, but very very fun time. But later that night, uh, we're all kind of hanging out, and before it gets too late, because it was after one. Uh, we actually grabbed Alan and Tyler and wanted to record with them for a minute, so we'll let you listen to that now. All right, we're here in the private room of our cabin at CabinCon with Alan yep. and Tyler. Hello. I don't know if you heard that, but anyway. Uh, yeah, we're hanging out. We just got done doing, what are we calling it now? Werewolf in the Dark. Doing Werewolf in the Dark, which is essentially... Uh, I mean, it's Werewolf in the Dark. It's like hide-and-seek on steroids. It's werewolf meets hide-and-go-seek. So you play werewolf during the day phase, and at nighttime, the werewolves hunt people and hide-and-go-seek. And it's amazing until you run into chairs. Oh. Yes. Both Alan and I can attest to that statement. It's great, though. We've talked about this before on the podcast, and I feel like everybody needs to play it, and uh, that needs to happen, but, you know, in time, I'm sure. Yeah, if you check out our episode from May of 2019, you Jesus. will find <laughs> a description of our last playthrough at CabinCon 2019, but this is CabinCon 2022, and this time it was a little bit different. Alan had created some cards for us. He had new characters for us to play. We had new friends to hide with. We had some spooky places, and, of course, a few strategically placed chairs for Tyler the ghost to drag around and for Alan and I to run into and get hematomas. So, Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> and the ghost had special abilities this time. My favorite of which was the photogeist where you walk around and instead of having a candle, as you shamble around trying to find people or whatever as a dead ghost, no longer official in the game, instead you have your camera. You get to take pictures of people. It was amazing to just like blind people in the darkness, boop, and then just make David mad at me. And he's like, get get out of here. And he had to leave the room. And then I just follow him and take a photo, just illuminating his back to everybody. It was hilarious. And I know what Britney Spears feels like when she goes to breakfast. Exactly. The paparazzis. Yes. Paparazzis. Well, Narayal couldn't find the last victim, my cousin Rachel. And so I was just taking pictures of the bathroom from afar. And he was like, why are you doing... Oh! And so he was able to find the last victim for the game to end. <laughs> oh, I thought he killed her after he killed me because he went and looked in that bathroom. She was the last one that was killed, but she he found her because of the pictures I was taking. And that's the point of the ghost. Yeah. Yeah, I kept getting in his way with the chairs, just dragging chairs in front of them and leaving them in front of the doors and then just dropping them. Because you were the poltergeist, where you legit yeah, the poltergeist. Were allowed to drag furniture. Yeah, yeah, good it's times. it's an it's an awesome time for sure. Um, so the question, so we we talked to Ben yesterday and Melissa. and Melissa, who came in and we invited her in to talk. And so the fun question was, what keeps you coming back to CabinCon? Because we've talked all the time about how much we love coming, but we like to hear from other people about it. Uh, there's a that's what she said joke that Alan's wanting to crack here. Yeah, but that's not my job. That's Haley's job. That's what she said. There we go. We did it. But yeah, so what I keeps you coming out. back to CabinCon? Honestly, it's the excuse for you all to come into town without the distractions of a exhibit hall. Because I love that we get to all meet up for Board Game Geek Con, because that's such a game-heavy con. 
And that's probably my second favorite con, to be honest, because, again, we just get to hang out and play games the entire time. But there's also the exhibit hall. There's also things near the city. Uh, and we have a hotel room where there's only four of us. But here we can have all of our friends sleep in a cabin. So I really look forward to basically having summer camp with my friends. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? I do not have a better answer than that. It's basically you three and all the other people and getting to stay in a cabin and play games. It's it. It's just lovely. It's a really great time. That's what we talked about, everybody. It's just the, it's all about the camaraderie, the friendships. We hang out, we play, we stay up way too late. We deal with people's stinky farts. And it's amazing. All of that wrapped into one. You can't beat it. Yeah, people's in quotations. Nobody's pointing fingers in this room right now. Really? Person. <laughs> one person stinky farts plaguing, plaguing the cabin. <laughs> just kidding everything's fine everything's fine i have a big regret from our last board game geek con and that was we stayed up really late playing taboo and i left those cards there because we had so many games that we couldn't bring them all and i did have some room in my bag but i at the time was calling my collection and i just think we could have done that here again because we were up we spent three hours straight just going through taboo cards it was like 4 a.m and we did 500 cards the first the one side of the of of the 500 cards so we did half of everything yeah it was super fun and i have to admit while we're here in cabin con there are times where i thought man if i just started pulling out taboo cards i bet we'd all just jump into it i agree it just came in waves though because we were doing it and you would get a little bit tired, and then you just pass it off, and the next person would start reading, and then just liven back up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look at the four of us reunited. <laughs> it feels it so feels good. So, ah, ah. All right. Yeah. So, aside from what brings you back to CabinCon, what's given? I feel like I have not played as many games as last CabinCon because we've been catching up and doing stuff, and it's not a bad thing at all. But thinking about that even or i guess excluding that what's your favorite thing you've played this weekend outside of werewolf in the dark i was very surprised with what is it called uh ghosts of christmas ghosts of christmas trick-taking game i was very skeptical at first because it is basically you play four hands of a trick-taking game simultaneously it seems very intricate. I was like, man, this seems needlessly complicated. But as a huge fan of trick-taking games, it wasn't until after our first round, because you play full, three full rounds for a game. And after that first full round, all the tumblers clicked into place. And I realized, oh man, this is the trick-taking game that gives you the most control over your score and your points. Because a la spades and skull king, you predict how many tricks you think you can take. And you really do have a lot more control than you would in any other trick-taking game. Including Schneider. Which is... Which is Alan's game. Yeah. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Not pu- yet published, but yeah. Tyler, what was your favorite? I feel very guilty because I've spent so much time pushing my own prototypes on people. So I've played a lot of my own games, but I really, out of the games that are not mine that I played, obviously I like Christmas Ghosts, or I wouldn't bring it, would not have brought it to show Alan 
Um, you realize if he even edits that, and you just sound like a <laughs> madman now. If I, <laughs> I, I will edit the volume, but I'm keeping most everything from start to finish, unless someone says, "Hey, please cut this," including the toot. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, um, I also enjoyed the Play-Doh 3000 we played the first oh, day yay! I got here. I'd never played it before. It was a lot of fun. Kind of gin rummy-ish type game. So excited to try that once. Maybe somebody makes it better and does things with it. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying that we should publish it and make it, tweak yes. it, whatever. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. I have played very few games, but I've taught a lot of games. Because that's what I like. You're good at that, though. Including This House is Haunted. He did teach us that. Oh, what am I talking about? This House is Haunted was amazing. What are we doing talking about all this other bull crap? It's all about This House is Haunted. Do we have to? <laughs> it seems like everyone likes Werewolf in the Dark more than This House is Haunted. But, man, in This House is Haunted which basically transforms any house into a haunted house where people go on missions, but sometimes they're tasked with a mission where you're supposed to scare someone in a very specific way. Well, Haley's job was to scare Delton. Yeah. And she did such a good job that the witnesses from afar just heard <laughs> one scream, then another scream, and then a thud. So it was like, ah, ah, boom. Yeah, uh, the thud was me throwing my phone against the wall and falling and landing on concrete and then hitting my head pretty hard on the concrete, only being saved by the man bun, the hero of this trip. The man bun saved the day. No one can ever make fun of it again. But this house is haunted is awesome because it does have the atmosphere where you walk in a room and you're expecting potential creepy things and it's it's got that uh, constant anxiety and anticipation. And that's I think that's what just makes it awesome. Yeah, this house is haunted is... I think legit the only scary tabletop game I've ever played. If you can call it a tabletop game, but I think you do. Would you yeah. call it a tabletop game? Yeah. I, that's where I'd place it. Yeah. 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 It's a tabletop game. Yeah. Uh, and you get it from Game Crafter. So if you ever want to have an actual scary experience, like a legit experience, a legit scary experience, then that's on GameCrafter.com. This house is haunted. Edit it to make me sound so eloquent, please. <laughs> Go to GameCrafter.com. We're not sponsored, but we can be. <laughs> That's basically yeah. the pitch, right? All the time. Haley, favorite? Oh, man. That's a really difficult question because I really, 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 really like his prototypes. I love 23 Knives. So, did you play 23 Knives this weekend? Yeah. We did. We did, and uh, th this iteration is definitely my favorite. I think all is the changes he's made. Is it different from the Just slightly. I changed some player power, the character powers, and it went really well. Like, it felt great. Nothing went wrong. Nobody had really any questions. It just smooth, and everybody was laughing and going after each other. Nice. And it was the biggest landslide, though, so. Yeah, I dominated. Killed Season blood on his by, hands. like, 38 Knives and... Delton had like 17 blood and yeah. It, it was dumb. I won by a lot, but it was also very fun. So 23 Knives, what was your favorite of... What's your name? Tyler's? <laughs> My name is Tyler. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> we haven't stayed in a hotel room in very close quarters before. I haven't known you for like five years. Yeah. No, yeah. But also I am very 
sore and tired from the chair Same. incident. Um, but anyways, what was your favorite of Tyler's prototypes? I think 23 Knives was my favorite. I really did love, so I don't know how much information he's given about his other game, but I love that one too. I don't want to spoil anything you haven't given, so. It's fine. It's about jellyfish taking over the world. Kumageddon. And that is a fantastic game as well, and I'm really excited for him to keep working on that, and I'm ready to play it the next con we meet up. But I think 23 Knives is ready to be published, and I am ready to buy a copy. I love it. Every time we play it in this iteration, I think was the best, and I'm excited for you. That's yeah. the nicest for way sure. I've ever heard someone say, uh, f- improve it. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Make it yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Make it better so I can buy it, please. <laughs> That, that's about accurate, but it's okay. No, it's a great game. It's they were fun. Game. Everything I've played this weekend, I've, I think I've liked. I still don't understand trick-taking games to a level that I feel like I get how to play them, but we'll figure that out after we play the Christmas one here pretty quick. Oh, God, right. We're going to play another trick-taking game. Yeah, and I guys. suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the wild card because I literally just don't realize how to play half the time. Well, in, self, in social psychology, they call it self-handicapping. And we see it in school all the time when students say, like, I don't even study, or like, I don't even like this thing, or I don't do well. That way you have an excuse when things go bad. Yeah. And then you also can brag when things go good. Yeah. Yeah, it's called self-handicapping. You should never do it. I'm really good at that, though. Yeah. That and complaining, like my two biggest pastimes. <laughs> I can do both very well. But you're not self-handicapping, you're self-handicapping. You're really That's too much for my brain this late at night. <laughs> so meta. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel bad for your listeners. We're all so tired. We're very... I meant to do this way earlier today, but we've just had some thing after thing after thing going, going, going. Just boost it by 1.5 speed, so it sounds like we're all energetic and full of coffee. Yeah. And like chipmunks. The and chipmunks. like 9 p.m. instead of like, what, is it 2 a.m.? Yeah. It's yeah, it's like after... Or close to 1 or after 1 now, yeah. It's very late. What did you all think of Mothership? Oh, wait. You two didn't play Mothership. You had a group of like eight people. There were six. There was more than six. There were six. Six is a lot. <laughs> uh, six, six and a GM is more than I want to be at a table. That's quite right. I'm just throwing shit at you. However, we can play online sometime. What about well, you, Delton? Oh. What was your fave? Mm, that's a tough one. I really enjoyed, as weird as it was, uh, there's a game David brought. It's it's the one that I think, because obviously we can't get anything Tyler has. We don't have that to take home. But one of the ones David brought. Uh, is this the Polter? Polterfoss or something? Yeah. Where it's shaking a cup and their little barrels come out. And if the barrels are standing up, that's like a value. And you have to make bets and decide if you want to push. It's like a It's like a betting and push your luck game rolled together with I don't know it's very weird to describe but I had a lot of fun and I keep telling Hey, like we need to buy it because she's going to love it and it's one that's very easy to play with like a family or something you know people that don't play games often or people that don't like heavier games it's like a really good light game that's yeah. I feel like easy to understand Lake and approved? it'd probably be Lake and approved pass a five year old test? yeah yeah I think so mm-hmm. there you go yeah well we can get to playing some games do you want people to find you anywhere on social media? Uh, sure, but only if I hear if you're going to come back to Cabin Con next year and always in the future. I mean, that's the plan. Or else why wouldn't we, why are we here today if not next yeah, year? Yeah, you can find me uh, doing uh, TKTV, which is the Tuesday Night Games YouTube channel. 
But you can also just go to TuesdayNightGames.com and buy all our shit. Do you swear on this? I'm sorry. Yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> we, do. Yeah. we drink, we drink beer on the podcast. On iTunes or we can swear. Even if we yeah, have an episode that we say no swear words, we mark it as explicit just in case. Because you just never know. I'm just, like, just going to keep it consistent. Sometimes yeah. that's what she says just come out. and <laughs> That's I what mean, she said. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, buy all of Alan's shit. Uh, yeah. uh, keep an eye out. Well, not mine. Tuesday night games. Yes. Yeah, and that's like our official unofficial slogan. Buy all our shit. <laughs> Buy all our shit. I mean, it works for me. Yeah. T- Tyler, anything like that? I am completely invisible on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe someday when I am more successful, I will get better at it. What would you like people to go follow that you're enjoying? Um, Mothership and Tuesday night games, and <laughs> there's also. Did you pay him? Who who else well, are we friends with? He's an employee of Tuesday Yeah, Netflix. you do pay me. Yep. Well, okay, uh, another shill. <laughs> Rose Gauntlet Games is nice. Yay! We're all friends with them. Yay! Lindsay and Isaac, yay! Nice people. Excited for Keystone when it comes. Yes. Nice. All right, well, I guess we're going to go play games. Thank you guys for recording. Uh, we had Alan on podcast before. If you want to hear from him... Uh, one of the episodes, Check look for episode. it. <coughs> in the, and then I'm also yes. in the other one where we talked about this. And, the, and then uh, I think maybe I've even been three. And the third one was, I think, episode two. Yeah. Yep. And then we've been on uh, TKTV on YouTube before, about uh, a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been on that too. We all have. We played 23 Knives. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, so you can there you go. 23 Knives and you can see how we played it live. Yeah, you can take a, take a, take a look. So if there's any publishers do. listening, check it out because you're going <laughs> to love it. And then I can buy it and there he can go. make money. Yes. Okay, bye. So that is us talking to Alan and Tyler in the little private room off the side of our cabin. Uh, that night I got to play, Alan had talked about Oh, shoot. Christmas past? Something Christmas? Whatever that Christmas trick-taking game is. Uh, I did really enjoy it. I'm not a big trick-taking fan, as you heard Alan talk about me self-handicapping. However, I've always enjoyed the crew, and um, there's another one that I actually liked a lot. But I enjoy the crew the most of trick-taking. However, this game was four Christmases? No, I don't know. It was very good. Uh, It was just very interesting and different, so it's a different way to think about things, and I think it's interesting and definitely worth a play. But... Uh, it was very fun to do that. We played that, and then I think I went to bed shortly after. Haley was already in bed because we had to wake up uh, and try to be out of the cabin around 8.30 if we can to get back to the airport, drop off the rental car, and get in through security. We woke up on a very snowy morning. We did. It was a beautiful snow, a beautiful morning, wonderful trip, wonderful friends, very grateful for our experience. Absolutely. It was a fantastic time, and I'm so glad we get to see more friends this year. We got to see everybody there at CabinCon. Um, I think we're going to get to see Jennifer and Nick, uh, it sounds like, possibly, in Portland this August. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Everything works out, and we get to go up, and they have, you know, everything, COVID protocol and comfort of their home and all that kind of stuff works out to where we can. Hi, Jennifer and Nick. Um, we love you. So that's going to be exciting, and I think we're going to try to do BGG Con in the fall in November again, which is generally when we see Alan and Tyler again. Um, but yeah, so I'm very excited. It's been the year's been busy already, but we've got to see friends we don't get to see, and it just feels like, I don't know, it's been nice. It's been, like, happy moments with happy friends playing games and just sometimes just chatting, and it's wonderful. 2022 has been great to us so far. We're very grateful. Yes. And look forward to 2023. Absolutely. Well, to wrap this episode up, I've already given our Patreon things. Haley, what was the question of the episode? 
And now, join us for a Malthouse Games Podcast special bite-sized question. What was the spookiest and or scariest thing you saw or experienced at CavinCon 2022? Well, mine, I almost died, so that's my answer. Uh, <laughs> what's your answer, aside from almost killing me? So, uh, so that was pretty scary. I'm, I'm sure that was the scariest, but I'm going to talk about the spookiest. Okay. So, the first night we're there, I think it was Friday night, we get home, we get in late. No, it was uh, Saturday night, right? No, we got in Thursday night. Was it Thursday night? And then Friday night is when we got to play This House is Haunted, which is when you found said thing. I think, yes. Because we were taking the tour. The tour. So... Uh, Alan is giving us a tour of the cabin. He's giving us a tour of like all the closets, all the nooks and crannies. He finally has access to the basement. And we're in one of the rooms that we hadn't explored before. And we're looking around, look at all the knickknacks. And of course, this cabin's been around forever. And there's a plaque. The plaque is from the 1930s. And it lists like all the campers who have like defeated this challenge. And all their, it's like 1934, this person, 1935, this person, 1936, this person. And not only did it have that, so first of all, this this plaque is laying on the shelf next to uh, a Catholic prayer that we all know and love, of course. And then uh, I'm looking at this plaque, and I notice there's little stickers next to folks' names. On the bottom of the plaque, it has a little sticker that says, this sticker indicates they're deceased. So it has a list of all these campers who had won the awards, plus stickers next to their names if they had died. And I was like, okay, this takes the cake for the most spooky thing I have seen this entire trip. I'll have Delton post a picture to the Patreon so you can see, because I did take a picture so you can see who all died. You did. Uh, Now, was that in the secret library, or was that in the photo room? Photo room. Photo room in the basement, okay. No, it wasn't the photo, it was somewhere else, because it wasn't the secret library. Okay. It wasn't the photo room, it was upstairs again, but it was a building, a room we hadn't gone into before. Okay, I'm not sure. Not sure where it would be, but... It might be a room that we entered into once and it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. Yeah, sure. It just disappeared. It just disappeared after we went into it. But I have pictures to prove. Spooky. <laughs> and I'll have, again, I'll have Delton upload it to the Patreon so Delton, so everyone on Patreon can see the spooky <laughs> deceased camper log. Super spooky. I don't know why you would keep that. Like, all these campers won these uh, awards or had these challenges, and you're just going to put stickers next to them. Oh, they've died. Yeah, just, it, I mean, don't sticker any of them, and after so long, it's true for all, and it's fine. It's probably true right? for all by now. Like, it stopped probably That's, in, like, 1970s, the sticker yeah, stopped. That I, I could see that. But, yes, there's our answers for spookiest things. Me almost dying and Haley finding the death plaque. Uh, <laughs> it was a phenomenal time, as always, just very, very fun, even though packing was a pain because we had to take our uh, sleeping bags as personal items on the plane. Because or our carry, they were our carry-on items because they wouldn't fit in the suitcase with everything else. We also overpacked by a decent amount, though. Also, a certain someone sent us twelve beers. Yes, a certain someone <laughs> sent us twelve beers. So in the airport, we had to open our suitcase and unload things into our backpacks to make sure we were underweight and didn't have to pay the fifty-dollar fee. <laughs> we did not have to chug a single beer. We did not have to shotgun any beer. And they all survived the trip. All survived the trip. So Hashtag that's good. blessed. Yes, but thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. Uh, it's a little long. I apologize for that. However, hopefully you've enjoyed our stories of Cabin Con and all the fun. Uh, I guess in terms of other games, I mean, we really did not play a whole lot. We played, uh, there's the Roland Wright horse racing game. I think my phone fell out of my pocket. Don't you dare drop that new phone. Yeah, I know. I finally got to upgrade my phone. Um, sorry, I was going to pull up the games that we played because it's very few, but I just wanted to mention them so that way if people were curious about them. Uh, Ghosts of Christmas was the trick taker. We played Tyler's Prototype of 23 Knives, his Jellyfish prototype, Longshot the Dice Game, uh, Churiscaria, 
Cutthroat Game of Gluttony. We played that. Uh, we played. Ne- uh, I'm not gonna say the name. I almost did. It's Ben's prototype. And then we played. I played Polterfoss, which is an awesome game. Look it up. P O L T E R F A S S. Very fun betting slash push your luck game. It's one that I want to pick up. That's all the games we played aside from Werewolf in the Dark, This House is Haunted, and Schneider, which was Alan's trick-taking game. So there you go. We didn't play a whole lot, but by golly, we had fun with friends. And that's what matters. But thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Make sure to follow us on all social media at Malthouse Games, M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S Games. Send us an email, contact at malthousegames.com. You can ask us to... Uh, try to find a beer near us we, we can to review on the podcast we can answer a question on an episode we can cover a topic you want or if there's a game you love and think we should look at let us know we can try to either find it from somebody we know nearby or if i think it looks interesting i'll buy it and we can talk about it on an episode so send those to contact at malthousegames.com you can find me personally on social media at delton brack D-E-L-T-O-N-B-R-A-C-K and you can find Haley at S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L-Y-G-E-E-K and don't forget if you want to see the video of us doing hikings and things like that that will be posted for patrons only and the death plaque and the death plaque that will be for patrons only at patreon.com slash malthouse games I'm guessing it will be up uh, I have to do editing we've got out of town this weekend we've got some plans coming up so I'm going to try to have it up sometimes at sometime in May so if you want to see it, I would recommend probably joining the Patreon uh, before the 1st of May. Just so you know, Delton's talking really fast and really loud. Yep. You have now experienced the tipsy Delton. I'm talking really fast and really loud because it's 6.43. We have to still cook dinner and wrestling starts at 7. Razzling! So I'm trying to get through the ending and make sure I hit everything on the head. Uh, go to MalthouseGames.com. Give us a five-star review. Give us a good rating wherever you can. Tell your friends about us and play all of our episodes 18 times a piece. Uh, that, <laughs> that'll give us many more views, which is helpful. Um, anything else I'm missing? Awesome. I guess that's everything. <laughs> Until next time, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. See you all later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.